you brought your Bible, please turn to 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14, a familiar passage of Scripture. 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. Perhaps have this one verse memorized. We hear it quite often, especially around revival times. I'm going to share with you a sermon I've just entitled this morning, A Time to Pray. A Time to Pray. 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14. God's Word says, If my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. A few weeks ago, All the pastors in our association were invited to attend a meeting requested by Brother Patrick Martin, a pastor at First Baptist Church in Russellville. Brother Patrick sent out a card and asked us if we could to meet with him at our association office. And we attended that meeting, and Brother Patrick expressed a burden that he and the majority of all pastors have today. And that is the need for a genuine revival in our churches across our land. A genuine revival. The need for a genuine revival in our churches across our land. You see, America has a serious spiritual problem. Meaning that our problems in America really is not because of inflation. It's not because, they're not because of economics. They're not because of um, international leaders. Problems do not really stem from international wars or ISIS or Syrian refugees or the undocumented or crime or mass shootings or global warming or the redefinition of marriage or or the breakup of the home. All of those calamities and others that are sure to follow are the direct result of a nation that has left its Judeo-Christian values, principles, and its heritage and have left and has left the God of the Bible. Now, and we have become a nation that is struggling desperately to survive. Some have even said that we may have reached the point of no return. Now, if we haven't reached that point, we're close to that point. America's in a bad way. And Brother Patrick suggested that we set this day, January the 10th, 2016, aside just to pray and to cry out to God to send revival across our land. And he made the statement, what would happen if all of our association churches, not to mention all the evangelical churches, would be praying today 
that God would hear our prayer and heal our land. And so we want to begin today to have individual and corporate prayer for genuine revival. And I keep emphasizing genuine revival. Not fake. Not an emotional circus. Not a one-time event. Not a three-day event. But a genuine revival. A revival where the Holy Spirit stirs the heart of the believer. A revival where the Holy Spirit blows on the dying spiritual embers of a heart that once was burning with zeal and commitment and obedience and service, but now, for whatever reason, is cold and indifferent to God and to the Word of God. That's what I'm going to be praying for. And that's what I want to encourage you to pray for. That God would send a genuine revival. Now with that in mind, I want to share with you just a personal testimony and how God worked in, in my life and in the life of our church family and even in the life of our association just a few weeks ago. A day or two before I received this invitation to be at this called meeting about praying for revival, Kyle Taylor, our discipleship training director, had been planning a special discipleship training event with Dr. Russell Moore, who is the president or the director of the Christian Life Commission for the Southern Baptist Convention. We're trying to work out for him to come and be a guest speaker and address and preach that particular day in regards to the moral decline of our nation. And Kyle had been working with that office for a couple of weeks. And he called me and he said, Dad, he said, uh, uh, Dr. Moore's not going to be able to come. Uh, we, we've worked and worked and they've worked and tried to schedule and he's just not going to be able to come and be a part. We're just going to have to go in a different direction. And the next day, the next day, Sonia Tucker, some of you may remember her, Sonia Tucker is a special consultant in discipleship training from our state convention. She, she called and she said, um, Brother Sammy just wanted to call and check on you. And I said, sure. And she said, listen, I need to mention something to you. She said, how would you like for Claude King to come to your church for a special event or a special service? She said, he's making a tour in Alabama, and, and God put you and Mountain View Baptist Church on my mind. And she said, I'm going to be driving him around and taking him various places, usually to the larger cities. But I wanted to know if you wanted him to come to your church. Now, for you that are not familiar with Claude King, um, Claude King is the prayer coordinator for the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, Claude King has authored several books, uh, one that we've used here at the church. Uh, I taught Come to the Table, and that was a book by Claude King where we were discipled in how we could take the Lord's Supper in a worthy manner. And it was a 10 or 12, 13-week study that we went through and realized that we needed to make some changes when it came to the Lord's Supper and how we observed the Lord's Supper. 
and the, the right attitude we should have during the Lord's Supper. He also was a co-author to the mind of Christ, also co-author to experiencing God. We first taught experiencing God back in 1993 prior to building the other building to see if it was God's will for us to build that building. Experiencing God, knowing and doing the will of God. And since that time, we taught it several times, even taught youth experiencing God. Trying to disciple ourselves in knowing if we are, are in the process of doing what God's will is for, for our church family. Then he co-authored several discipleship series, growing discipleship series. And then also he, he, he co-authored Fresh Encounter. Fresh Encounter. And fresh encounter is how you can have a fresh encounter with a holy God. And so the only day that he had available to come and be with us in our church would be on Wednesday, February the 17th. Now here's the point. Five weeks from the day that we have a special called day, which is today, for prayer and for revival... The prayer coordinator for the Southern Baptist Convention is going to be our guest on a Wednesday night. And listen, folks, all of our association pastors, all of our key leaders, all of our churches are going to be invited to come to this meeting. And I believe with all of my heart that our focus today and our service on February the 17th, those services are appointed and scheduled by God himself. I really believe that. Now, in, in uh, Claude King's research and how an individual or a church family can have a fresh encounter with God, King discovered a unique pattern in how God sends revival and how he sends a spiritual awakening to a people. Now, you have to remember that revival and spiritual awakening are two different things. A revival is a return to spiritual health after a period of, of decline into sin and broken fellowship with God. It's for God's people. A spiritual awakening is when large numbers of people are saved. They experience the new birth in a very short period of time. You'll never have a spiritual awakening until first you have a genuine revival where God's people return to him in a healthy spiritual lifestyle. And so 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, if my people, my people who are called by my name, Christians, will humble themselves, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. Then will he hear from heaven. And will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Now I'm going to list for you God's pattern for revival and spiritual awakening. I'm going to put that up on the screen. I believe, guys, I have it up there. And this chart is what King discovered as he studied Judges chapter 2. And this is a pattern that you see all through the Old Testament and all through the New Testament and through the, in the revivals that have happened in, in the centuries that we could be aware of. 
Now, I don't know if you can see this or not, but I'll just point it out to you. And it's like uh, uh, seven stages. First of all, he goes into detail about God is on mission. God is on mission. Now, what's God's mission? God is on mission to reach a world to himself. That's his whole purpose. He's called the church. He's called his people who are uniquely that uniquely belong to him to be his people. And he wants to work through his people, through the church, to proclaim Christ and, and bring lost men, women, boys and girls unto himself. God's on a mission. And he's called the church. He's called every, every body of believers. He's called our church to come and be a part of this special, this special work that he has. And then after God calls them, if you'll notice, number two, after he calls, God's people depart. Now, that's, that's given. We, we see that in the past. God's on a mission. He calls us. We're saved. We're saved to help God with his mission. But after we're saved, God's people tend to depart. You see, God created you, and he created me for a love relationship with him. Matthew chapter 12, just jot this verse down. Matthew chapter 12, 29 says this, And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And this is the first commandment. And so God's intent is for us to have a love relationship with him. He wants... You, he wants me to love him. He wants us to have that relationship. And although we have a love relationship with him, from time to time we tend to depart from that relationship because of sin. And we have that broken fellowship with God because of sin. Individuals break their fellowship with God. Churches break their fellowship with God. Jot down Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3, verse uh, 12 says this, Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. We have a tendency to depart as individuals and as a church. So when you are away from your love relationship with God as an individual in a church, God begins to work in your life in a new and different way, and he works through, he works through discipline. God's own mission, we tend to depart, and when we depart individually and as a church, we fall under the disciplined hand of God, individually and as a church. Number three, God begins to work in our lives, and he works by disciplining us. Hebrews chapter 12, jot that down. Hebrews chapter 12, remember verse 5 and 6. He says, and you have forsaken the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening or the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you're rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and he scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Every son whom he receiveth. And so we are called to be a part of God's work, his mission. And because of sin, we have a tendency to depart. And when we depart, God begins to discipline us individually, or he'll begin to discipline a church. And at that time, when he begins to discipline us, we cry out to God. 
And we, when we cry out to God, we have an opportunity to repent, or we have an opportunity to perish. Now, perish doesn't mean that we go to hell. The word perish there means that things just really don't end up like we think they're going to end up in regards to our relationship with the Lord and, and what, what our intentions are here on this earth. God can't bless us like he'd like to. And if you repent, you'll do what? If you repent, you'll experience revival. You'll have that renewed spiritual health in your life. And when you experience revival, later you'll find that a spiritual awakening will take place when God's people experience that spiritual revival. A time of spiritual awakening will take care, uh, will, uh, will occur. So this morning, here's the question. Where are we in regards to God's pattern for revival? Where are you in regards pattern for a revival or spiritual awakening? Are you on mission with God? Have you trusted Jesus Christ to be saved? God's called you. You've been drawn by the Holy Spirit to receive Christ. You've received Christ. You're on mission with Christ. But have, because of sin, departed from Christ? And God, after you've departed, God is working in your life right now through discipline, trying to draw you back to himself. And now you're to the point where you have to make a decision whether you're going to repent or you're just going to continue to go on in the shape that you're in. You see, America has departed from God. Now, why is that? Because evangelical churches have departed from God. That's why America's not what it should be, is because God's people are not what they should be. See, Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and do what? Heal their land. The Bible says the judgment, begin, judgment begins at the house of God. And so America is in the shape it's in because the churches are not in the shape they should be in. America is experiencing the discipline of God because we've left our heritage, we've left the God of the Bible. You see, we're to have a democracy, we're not to have a theocracy, but our founding fathers, through their addresses, through their speeches, through our government architecture, made it plain the influence that the God of the Bible has had and should continue to have on our nation. Blessed is the nation whose God is God. But God's people have departed, and because of that, we are a disciplined nation. God's discipline becomes more severe and severe and severe until his people cry out to him. Friend, listen. God calls his people. He calls us to repent and return to him. And he receives a repentant people, and he forgives a repentant people. I appreciate this day of call to prayer and revival. But listen, before God gets serious in healing our land, we have to get serious with God about repentance. Before God gets serious about healing our land, we have to get serious with God in regards to our repentance. And when you pray, if you're not careful with sin in your life, an unrepentant sin, 
when you pray, you're just really talking to yourself. Because God has said, your sin have separated your, my ears from you. So today, and that's kind of frightening to know because some, perhaps some here today, may be so far out of the will of God in regards to obedience, in regards to commitment and service, that it really would surprise you if you actually knew the last time that God heard you pray. So the question is today, would you be willing to get serious with God in regards to repentance? God called you, God saved you. God called you to be on mission with him. He called our church to be on mission with him. Sometimes we tend to walk away. When we do, individually, as a church, God begins to discipline us. It may be light discipline, medium discipline, heavy discipline. And then we cry out. We repent, we return, God forgives us, we experience revival, and prayerfully we'll see a spiritual awakening take place where a large number of people come to know Christ and are regenerated in a very short time. Now, where are you today as I close? Where are you today? Some of you may need to come and receive Christ. Some of you may may have never asked Christ to come into your life and save you. And I believe with all of my heart that we'll see a change in our country when we see a change in us. 2 Chronicles 7, 14 declares that. So the invitation today is this. Would you be willing to come? As we have, say, an altar call. Would you be willing to come today? Just slide out from where you are. Would you be willing to come and kneel? Or would you be first be willing to come and say, Brother Sammy, I want to be saved. I've never been saved. If I die today, I'm going to hell. And it's just dawned on me. God's convicted me by his Holy Spirit that I need him as my Savior. And I want to be saved. Would you be willing to come today and be saved? Would you be willing to come today as, as a Christian and just spend time in prayer and examine yourself and, and the area perhaps you've departed from God that you would repent and ask God to forgive you and let him just restore you while you're kneeling here praying or standing here praying? Would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to come and, and pray for our nation or pray for, for our, our community, our town, our, our state? Would you be willing to come and pray for other churches? Would you be willing to come and, and repent before our, our nation and, and land can be healed? You know, Revelation chapter 2 through 3 speaks of the church at Ephesus. And God says, I have one thing against you. You need to repent. He spoke to the church at Pergama in Revelation 2, 14, and he said, I've got one thing against you. You need to repent. He spoke to Sardis, church at Sardis. He said, I've got one thing against you. You need to repent. Revelation 3, 1 and 3. And he spoke to the Laodicea, Revelation 3, verse 15. He said, I've got this one thing against you. You need to repent. When you get to the point as a Christian, and we get to the point as a church, we don't think we need to repent, we have a serious problem. Serious problem. And we can't put the blame, God says, you can't put the blame on everybody else 
Because if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal their land. So the question, I guess, is when, when is enough enough? When we're going to get serious with our relationship with the Lord? I pray that it'll be today. I want you to hear a song as we close. This is the invitation hymn. And I've been listening to this over and over and over for for month now and, and God I guess when uh, you're speaking to us about this day of prayer and uh, the title of it is I pray you may have heard it but listen to the words of this because one day you're going to have a need to call out for God and he will either hear you or he'll not hear you it's the way it is and if you have anything in your life I don't care if it's a spouse if it's a child if it's yourself if it's Whatever the request is, if there's anything in your life that hinders that prayer, he will not hear you. He will not. Because your sin separates you, separates me from a God that wants to hear. He's a holy God. He's a righteous God. And when you approach him, you have to approach him in a holy fashion. You have to ask him to forgive you. You have to repent. You come today. Listen to this invitation. Slide out. It's real easy. Everybody said it. You can slide right out. Come to the altar. Come. Receive Christ today. Let me encourage you to come. Listen to this as you come. All right? Come on. Any reason you come and pray, feel free to.
speaking to our heart this morning in regards to, to prayer. And Father, we realize what a mess our country's in. And Father, I pray now that you would be with us as uh, a church, faith family, and then individually. And Father, that as, as a church, that we'd be willing to, to come together and pray for our country and pray for its leaders. And Father, I pray as individuals, we'll make sure that our hearts are right and pure with you. And Father, we pray, we cry out to you this morning that you would um, begin to work in our own personal hearts. Convict us of sin. Convict us, Lord, where we need to ask you to forgive us in the areas that we uh, have allowed sin just to build up in our lives where it influences our walk with you, Lord, uh, in a negative way. And so I pray, Lord, today that you would be with us as we begin to examine our own heart. And Father, we pray that you would be with us as we lift our nation up to you in prayer. And Father, we pray that we can see a revival take place, Lord, even in our own church. Where your people, Father, restored to spiritual health. Those have walked away, turned away. And Lord, that one day you would bless us with an opportunity of seeing a spiritual awakening take place. And we'll see a change take place in our country. And not only here, but prayerfully around the world. Thank you for what you're going to do if we're just willing, Father, to repent and turn to you. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.